episode 120 john foster how are you sir i'm good man how you doing oh not too bad anyway hanging in there i was trying to beatbox to that little intro we have going i gotta get a new intro <laughs> maybe yeah. if we can hear your beatbox it would be no the no. next level you, you definitely don't let's run it back box. let's do it right now you ready i'll, I'll get Go. it on the record <laughs> <laughs> i knew if i pushed you into it you'd do it <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> this episode folks sponsored by our friends at dad's who sorry check out online dsgear.com antimicrobial made of hemp for victory check them out online like i said dsgear.com john we got a great awesome. episode here today uh, uh a guy who's been in the jujitsu scene forever uh, obviously, he's in the Ricardo Almeida uh, lineage down there. He's a black belt in his own right, South Jersey Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, he's, he's an instructor. He's a uh, commentator at the highest level of our sport. He's been involved forever, and he's, he's a mentor to a lot of up-and-coming uh, athletes. Want to bring him on right away? Let's do it. All right, Mr. J. Regabuto. How are you, sir? What is up, gentlemen? How you guys doing? Awesome, man. Thanks so much Excellent. for joining us. I hope I didn't butcher your name. Now that was that was actually ten times better than most people say it. I appreciate that. Awesome, perfect <laughs> research, research. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> How's things, Yeah, uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, man. You know, you and I. Uh, so John runs a club up here uh, in in the Annapolis Valley, and uh, he's been part of our sub series events before, commentated, competed in a few of them, and like that's how Jay and I got to know each other through you know just through the the whole jujitsu family, I guess, and through you commentating, I guess I'd randomly shoot your messages, and you'd send athletes up here to compete and stuff, and it's just a small world. So how, like, you're, how you been? Dude, good. And I'll tell you, they had Amanda went up and Leon went up and yeah. uh, both won. Pretty sure both won the event. They did, yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, they had nothing but great things to say, not only about the event and everything, but because that was in Nova Scotia, right? Yes, sir. That's where we oh, were. Oh, yeah. they said that was like beautiful, man. Wherever you put them up, I know they said it was like a beautiful place and, and you know, well run and all that. Yeah. Nice. Dude, oh, I've been good, man. I, I really can't complain. Um, uh, for me, uh, uh, the COVID thing wasn't wasn't too bad. Uh, my business was considered considered essential. Other than jujitsu, I have a business where I sell to like utility companies and things like that, and okay. uh, it was considered essential. So, I, like, I never had off. Like, it was you know I, right. we worked right through this. The jujitsu got shut down hard in this area, yeah, like really it. hard. But uh, the you know what though, man, the competitors. Um, the, co the competitive groups had had little secret rooms um, that they weren't advertising. But, you know, it wasn't like it was like irresponsible and, and just reckless. Like, you know, they were pretty much all rolling with each other. All the mm -hmm. you know what I mean? All the same people rolling, you know, going home, coming in, rolling. So it's not like it yeah. was, you know, it's just small, a, a bunch of randomness. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's super interesting because John, like we're up here. So you like, we're in Nova Scotia in the, in the maritime. So it's Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, PEI and Newfoundland, these four province. And we kind of have this bubble. So no one is allowed in here unless you quarantine. If you come from somewhere else, you have to quarantine for two weeks. So we have like 10 cases total. Maybe. Did you guys shut down like hard? We, we oh, did, yeah. But now we're back open, like full yeah. class, no restrictions. Like, uh, there's yeah. like hockey games going on with 2,000 people. It's crazy, mm -hmm. man. As of oh, as good. of last week, as of the first, like this is four days ago. Yeah. Up until then, it was yeah. like the groups of ten and stuff, and we were, you know, everyone has to wear masks now out in public and wherever we go. Yeah, you know, with yeah. that shit. So 
yeah, it, it's not, it's not, it's not awesome, but it finally opened up so that we can really start training now. We've been doing the same yeah. thing, just kind of training low key yeah. for the last couple months and keeping it to that closer, isolated group. And that was yeah. hard for competitors, man. That was that was difficult for competitors, man. Dude, well, especially no if like you were in the city, either. especially yeah. if you were in the city and like don't have a weight room, don't have. Yeah, like you man. had nothing, man. That's like stressful for a competitor. You know what I mean? Just Absolutely. somebody who has that in their blood to train and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's a stressful situation for them as well. Mm-hmm. It's hard to just put the brakes on, right? Yeah. 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 What do you yeah. do? Lift, lift your bed up seven thousand times a day. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lots of push-ups. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Prison workout for months. Uh, yeah. That's, no, that's cool. That's good. You guys are uh, open back up and stuff over there. It, it's like around here, it's still, uh, uh, I, I think that there's, <laughs> I probably should know this answer, but I think that there's <laughs> limits to how many people you can have. Like it might be like 25%, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. We've but, been uh, that as well. Yeah. Have you, yeah. have you guys kind of like flown under the radar a little bit? Like, uh, I know up here, it seems to be like, you know, like always, it's kind of nice sometimes to be the unknown sport. You know, for sure. You know, for a little bit though, it was weird because we didn't know like what classification it yeah. was going to fall under. Because I mean, let's be honest: if anybody walked in and saw what we did, they'd be like, "Dude, no way! Yeah. You yeah. guys can't do this." Yeah. So, you know, we everything kind of fell under wrestling, judo, and stuff like that. But, uh, um, for us, uh. Uh, it, wait, I'm sorry. What was the question again? I went off. <laughs> I lost I myself mean, there. <laughs> we, 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 were, we were talking about like, uh, fuck, what were we talking about? We were talking about, right? At least it was Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we were talking about right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I said, we were talking about jujitsu. I said, Jesus, I can't remember either, man. All three. I think but, we were talking, oh, like if someone came in and saw what you guys were doing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Classification you're under, yeah. <laughs> so there was the whole pro rules thing that came out, though. There was the pro rules thing that came out where if you had professional athletes, they could they could train. So, okay. you know, I, we have some guys that technically that's what they do for a living is, yeah. is do jujitsu or do MMA. So, you know, you kind of have those loopholes that you can, that you can go through. But I had a 6 a, a 6 a.m. session uh, a few weeks ago. And when you walk in, you can't see the mats. You know what I mean? There's, there's uh we have windows that block the mats in the one school I teach at. And guy came in at 6 a.m. man. And uh, I, when I left the mat and I just kind of stopped him at the door when he walked in, because it's 6 a.m., man. Not many people are coming in at 6 a.m. Yeah. to say, hey, what's this all about? You yeah. know what I mean? You're pretty, pretty good idea of why you're coming in here. Mm-hmm. And I uh, kept asking to see, like, I just want to see how you can train during this and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, you got to come back and ask the owner. <laughs> yeah. I don't own this place, man. I can't talk to you about it. But, uh, Shit what was he digging for? Yeah, just looking for something. To yeah, that's all, that's the only thing I could think of, man. Is he was digging for something, you know? But uh, I'm a reporter. Other than that, man, we have yeah. nine Fox, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> show me your badge. <laughs> yeah. We did have a white but, show up at our fitness gym up here, and, and yeah, we, I mean, we passed just fine. We we put a lot of steps in place over at that at that gym, um, but no one's rolling with each other, so it was possible, right? 
Dude, and you wonder what? I remembered the question. He said, are we flying under the radar? Like, is jiu-jitsu flying under the radar? That was oh, the question yeah. that we all forgot. We all, and and dude, we, I, I remembered you know, it wrong, too. Right? <laughs> I, and and, and I, I really there. think, though, wow. if you don't advertise it, like, if you're not, you know what I mean? Like, you're not yeah. saying, hey, classes at this, let's pack, you know what I mean? Which, it's funny. I, I do that for the one school I teach at. Um, just because it is pro classes, but like at the other school I teach at South Jersey Jiu Jitsu, um, the school I started at and I got uh, belted under and everything, I teach the 6 a.m.s there. Uh, that's still just students only, you know what I mean? Just uh, mm -hmm. just people who are current members or enrolling members or students. And then the pro classes that I teach at the new school, Studio 84, um, which is really cool, man. It's a uh, uh, guy, my own, uh, is a black belt. Uh, in the Ricardo Omeda Association with uh, uh, under Nick Catone. He's trained under Tom DeBlas for a long time. Nice. He opened up a beautiful school up there, and uh, he brought on me to teach the pro classes. He brought John Combs in uh, from Colorado to nice. teach. Uh, you know, the, I mean, dude, you're going to have John Combs. Dude, not only teaching some advanced classes, but teaching, like, your basic class and your kids' class, teens' class, like, such an opportunity for kids to learn from yeah. an ADCC vet. And not, like, some – old past ADCC yeah. that like like an up and coming star you know what I mean so uh so I'm teaching pro classes over there now and it's a little again a little more opened up to uh outsiders because of not a little more really opened up to outsiders um because it's the pro level we're looking for you know the the local competitors who need a mat to uh you know to, to yeah. really push the pace because that's hard to get man I you know it's hard for any gym if you're not, you know, Henzo Gracie in Manhattan, if you're not Atos, if you're not Marcelo Garcia, if you're not one of those monster schools to, mm -hmm. to really house a good competitor, even, even, you know, even, you know, I don't want to say you just like ADCC level type competitors, but even like blue and purple belts, man, you know, these do these blue and purple belts coming up, dude, they're vicious, man. They're yeah. good. And, yeah. and like a it's hobbyist a black belt doesn't belt. stand a chance. Like yeah. a hobbyist black belt doesn't stand a chance. So when you're that level and you're a blue belt or purple belt and you're going to an advanced class and, you know, you're basically just not getting pushed, like you kind of you kind of need another room, man. Yeah. And that's what's kind of happening over at Studio 84, which is which is really cool. A couple times a week, just right. have a gathering, all the uh, all the local competitors. People come from a couple hours away, man, and wow, black belts, everything, awesome. man. Do technique, do some drilling. Um yeah, it's it's been fun, man. It's been fun Very splitting cool. between the two schools for me. You know, it's it's funny. I think if you want to trick the government, like to keep your academy open, all you have to do is use Instagram, because That's like it, man. not not one of them fucking has a clue on how to use Instagram. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> not a one. Like you're so right. Like it's, <laughs> man, like, I'm telling you, like you. I had a couple conversations in the last couple of days, and they're like, like with people who are like should know these things, and they're like, wait a minute, like. You're telling me that you can have fans? I'm like, yeah, yeah, the rules have changed. Like, you can have fans at the venue. Like, oh, wow, I didn't know. I'm like, what the fuck? Your job. <laughs> you know. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you had one thing to know. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram. Oh, uh, that's cool. It's opened up to fans, too, man. I think mm -hmm. so. Fight to Win's coming here to Philly for. Uh, the next uh, it's like three weeks in october at least well two of them are fight at least two of them are fighting to win and one's a subversive uh mm -hmm. which is cool to have that down here in philly and it, dude i'm just so happy that like other than texas like philly got the call oh, i was yeah. like 
Yeah, just so cool because I so many competitors. Uh, I usually commentate the event, so it, it, it's always a good time. And he always puts great matches in Philly. Um, he does. Well, Philly's deep. Philly's very deep. Yeah. No, there's a yeah. lot of, like the whole area there. John's come. John's commentated in, and competed in a lot of events we've done. What uh, you guys obviously are, you uh, maybe we can get you guys commentating an event together sometime. Oh, oh man, yeah. I would love it. I would love that. Yeah, I'll br- I'll br- I had fun, man. Yo, I'll tell you, I get I get lost in commentary. But yo, I'll tell you what, man. I, I think commentary helped me become a much much better coach, uh, a much more effective coach, because I, I've probably done close to I've probably done close to eighty events and wow. well over three thousand matches, well over, and a lot of them at like. ADCC trials, fight to wins, uh, a lot of that stuff. And also, man, dude, I'm just one of those people. I like, I don't, other than the office and the food network, I don't really watch TV. <laughs> so like, I just constantly watch instructionals and, and, and tournament. I don't like anything that's on TV. I'm, I'm pretty much watching if it's, uh, if it's jujitsu, but man, getting to see so many high level people win, mm. right. Getting to see so many high-level people win, and getting to see what what is does work and what doesn't work, and to be able to kind of take that extra and just get rid of it, and really just focus on the things that you know the things that win. When you could give that to an athlete, it don't have to be a wrestler, it don't have to be you know a collegiate wrestler or a judo ball, anything like that, dude. If you're just like athletic. You could take a, a, a strategy. This is what I've been doing with people, man. And it's just take a strategic uh, uh, um, approach to winning and, and defending yourself. Uh, you know, it, it's really the logic of when I first started jujitsu, I was taught clinch, drag it to the ground, pass the guard, mount, smack him to the face, till he turn belly down, take the back and choke. Like that's the map, the roadmap to win. And if it. you think of it like MMA, sport jujitsu, like, ADCC, like that's the exact way to win in the quickest way possible. You know what I mean? Like you take down, you pass the guard, you get to the mount. You get to the... So I eliminate everything else that isn't to do with that roadmap. Now, don't get me wrong. There's, there's, you know, different strategies and different things we work, but everything is focused on, on getting to the back or getting to like a, a leg trap or leg entanglement, which we work a lot. I actually have a specific guy, uh, uh, Luke, uh, Abdul Nasir. Uh, Luke Zaman, he's a Ricardo made a black belt that comes in every Wednesday morning just to work leg locks. And honestly, man, he's just a, he's a wizard. So like we have white and blue belts <clears throat> who can confidently sit in a leg entanglement without fear and, and understand what they're doing, yeah. you know, because they're competitors and they're, you know, working strictly on competitively how to win. You know what I mean? So imagine that everything you learned in jujitsu, forget everything that doesn't work. And from the start, you literally just learned how to effectively win in competition. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the approach I, I take. And it's it's simple. Honestly, man, it's no different than everything Gordon and Dan heard. That's all I'm doing is watching the best people do it and just replicating it with the people that athletes. And what you you're know? seeing is leg entanglement. And back submission. Leg entanglement and back. Kimuras will work on because it's great upper body control. Mm-hmm. Um, straight arm locks and ankle locks, there's just a little too much play and a little too much. Um, so another thing that I, I really pay attention to, too, is is like uh, not only percentages, but where is this going to leave you if it fails? 
Right. You know, if you're if you're in mount and 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 you're attacking an arm bar from and you know you're going to a cross side position. Honestly, if that's working more than twenty percent of the time, you know what I mean. It's probably working twenty thirty percent of the time. So that means that the other seventy percent of the time you're ending up on your back in a mm -hmm. position that now you have to work from. So we 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 don't cut the corners there. Very similar to how Gordon attacked Mateus. Denise, if you watch that match, yeah. he was on mount. What did he keep doing? He kept going for the double unders to ride high to try to get to his back, right? Mm -hmm. And every time that Mateus will pull his arm out, Gordon didn't get frustrated and try to arm bar him. You know what I mean? Because he didn't want to end up in that position. So what did he do? He just kept restarting the system over, restarted over. Same mm. thing with entering guard. Uh, look, look at these great guard players, right? Look how many people step directly into their guard and let them go reverse De La Hiva. You know what I mean? Start getting deep with their, mm -hmm. their hooks and deep. In. Man, retreat out of that and step in when you're ready to move. Like, again, I, 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 I try to teach the competitors specifically to win. Mm -hmm. So you're just you saying don't, don't step in and engage. Stay don't on step in and wait. Yeah, <laughs> don't move you know? until you're ready to pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If yeah. I step yeah. in and somebody puts a daily heave leg, if I'm not pushing it down and immediately attacking the control of it, yeah. well, then now I'm yeah. allowing him Give to be a step ahead of me. Mm -hmm. No, I, I'm talking from feet to floor. You should always be making your opponent have to move, have to reset, and then go. You no. know what I mean? No. Even from standing, pulling their head out of position so that they have to square it back up to move. I always want to have to make them reset before they have to move again. So, I you mean, man, jiu-jitsu, it's, it's trying to be just smarter than, than your opponent. You know I mean? yeah. um, do you find there's more success with stand-up, wrestling, judo, or sitting and scooting? So here's the thing. It, it really depends on – no, I, I, I actually – I love this question. But you, so, see, you see it so much, and so many guys are successful with sitting. Yeah. From purely so, jiu-jitsu perspective, not an actual fight. For sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, from a sport jiu-jitsu perspective. Yeah. So yeah. here's the approach that, that I like, okay? If you're not a purebred wrestler, okay, mm -hmm. shots are difficult. Jiu-jitsu right. people are just bad at wrestling. And, and, and even two jiu-jitsu people who we consider to be good wrestlers wrestling each other is bad wrestling. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. there, there's no drive-through. There's no secondary uh, shot. You know what I mean? There's no, you know, uh, you know, single leg to hip. To, you know what I mean? There's, there's no, like, follow-through. Um, so, and, and that's hard to teach. That's, it's hard to do that when you're not in a wrestling room. You know, yeah, so, you need to be doing ninety percent wrestling and ten percent jujitsu to be really good at wrestling. You know, not the other yep. way around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm big on uh, foot sweeps, far picks, stuff like that. I, I do. Great. I follow a lot of Steve Mako's stuff, who's mm -hmm. got some amazing foot sweeps. And I'm going to tell you again, you could take a semi-athletic person and really work on getting ahead out of position and foot sweeps and far knee picks. Far knee pick is how Gordon took down uh, um, Tractor in the in the finals. ADCC kept setting him up, head out of position, head out of position. He posts the far leg, picked the knee, pushed that. When I tell you, it's so easy, so easy. When you actually drill it and do it with intention, not just let's see what happens. Hmm. Like head out of position, go for the you know the the near sweep if they step the far foot or step the near foot if they step the far foot. But again, my guys all have this trained in their head, so this is the 
the map from that position. Now, as far as sitting guard goes, here's the deal, man. Again, it it can be hard to get people to the floor. I am a big, big fan of wrestling up. Okay, I think Tanya Duarte does it amazing. I think Marcelo Garcia is one of the best ones at that. And and I really feel if you get into that wrestling situation, it's how I you know push my my guys to to do this is to is to change the level so that we're down on the ground. And the moment that they step forward, now we're getting in on the ankle to get to the hip. If I can get to the hip and it's exposing the back, it's either going to drop them the turtle. It just gives me so so many attacking positions Mm -hmm. simply by getting to the hip. You know, William Tackett, Roberto uh, Jimenez. Look at those guys. As soon yeah. as they get to your hip, what are they doing, man? They get to your hip. They're not even mat returning. Roberto will just spin in a circle until <laughs> he can get you off balance and get to your back. Mm-hmm. He's so good at it, man. Like a tick. Yeah, the, from, from that bottom position, man, I'm a, a big fan of wrestling up. Even even when you're <clears throat> even when you're trapped from a bottom position, like in half guard getting your underhooks, creating the space to come back up and yeah. wrestling up to a body lock, get them up to their feet. It's how, and I do a lot of match references only because I watch so much jujitsu and mm-hmm. I like to point out things that I'm talking about where they're actually being done. And that's how Duarte got the Nick, got Nick down in the finals ADCC. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a bottom position. He was from the half guard and he started pushing up and Kanan does a very good job of keeping his head centered. So it's very difficult to sprawl once he grabs your leg. Because once he's on your leg or your hip and his head is in the middle of your chest, now he took away your ability to sprawl because of where your head's his head's position. Nick went to turtle. It's how he got to his back. But that's a perfect example of how you know you could use wrestling up to get to that position. And pretty much half of Marcelo's matches, you can watch how effective wrestling up is. Yeah. <laughs> The goat, one yeah, of the man. Goat, really. One of the goats. That's an argument, too. yeah. Yeah, that- he's one now, man. He's one too. Uh, him and with the, the the Danaher system is the back attack, man. Dude, you look at the old Marcelo stuff from his early ADCCs against Rico and stuff like that, and, and just watch how much focus he puts on the back control, on the upper body control, on the head and arm control, just staying tight where his ear is to is to mm. Rico's ear. Like, watch his control. Hey, he doesn't even care where his legs are at. It's all about that upper body control, man. And so I follow, you know, Marcella with the with the back stuff and, and Danaher with the back stuff, too. And we have tremendous amount of success, not only with finishing from there, and it's another thing that, you know, I, I – really stresses having high percentage of finishes from from that position like if you're getting to that pl- position 10 times in practice i'd mm-hmm. be upset if you're not finishing at nine you know yeah, right. um and if you're not if you're finishing five times then you need to really work on control you know mm. what kind and, of coach uh, are you like uh, like so so like i'm not a coach you know but mm-hmm. we're all black belts in jiu-jitsu but both of you guys are coaches and for a long time both coaches what kind of approach do you use, Jay? Like when you when you have like you you've got high profile students, you have regular students like uh, people like yeah. me who are like you said hobbyist black belts. Yeah. Uh, how do you switch? Like, what's your approach to? I don't. Nice. I don't. Well, so here's the thing, and I think it's why like the white belts uh, who start with me kind of st- kind of stick with what I I, I uh, you know my teaching and stuff like that is I don't believe that. Jiu-jitsu needs to be so difficult that I can't teach a brand new white belt and an experienced competitor the same thing. I think that we put too much into it, right? Because here's the thing. If I'm teaching a competitor 
the most efficient and effective way to finish somebody. And it's not difficult technique. It's not doing flips over top of people or crazy barren bolos. But if I can teach an effective, efficient way to a, uh, why can't I teach the same exact way to a brand new person? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'll yeah. tell you the guard passing alone, just, just be, being able to teach brand new people float passing and pressure pad, double under pressure passing and things like that right off the bat. And just, and, and also having a competitor's mindset as far as just the things like posture inside control, you know what I mean? Like working on your base, like those fundamental things. I teach the same thing in my basic six AM class that I do in the pro class, not on the same schedule, but I teach the very same tech. I don't teach anything different. Now, here's the thing. Now I used to, before COVID, I taught 12 classes a week mm-hmm. and they were, you know, a kid's class, a teen class, bunch of basic classes, you know, uh, 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 like a mixed level class here and there where I had to be under, you know, Hey, we're teaching guard this week. We're teaching passing this week. So since COVID um, uh, now I'm doing the 6 AMs and I'm on my own kind of curriculum. And I just totally restarted with just, we're going to be working on passing for about a month. Then we're going to move into the bottom position. And, uh, and with the pro classes that I'm teaching, it's it's fully my curriculum. So right now, I'm literally getting to teach everything I've ever wanted to teach for the first time ever. Nice. So for me, I have never enjoyed coaching more than right now. And it's gratifying to have like black belts and brown belts from other schools uh, come into my classes. You know what I mean? People drive two hours. And it's like flattering that now don't get me wrong. They're coming for the training. The training is very, very good. It's yeah. not just the technique. Like there's people in the room. Um, you know, everybody in the world may not know them, but, but locally they're, um, they're all solid, tough rounds and, uh, you know, people come in for that. But, uh, but man, I've never enjoyed teaching more than I am right now. And it's getting to, again, Again, it's not like I'm inventing anything. I'm not inventing anything. I'm literally just watching the best guys win and using their technique in an effective and and just teaching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, To people. It's it's funny to me that I see. Yeah. Yeah, And and I'll tell you, when you just follow follow the base, it's not as difficult as you think, man. Hmm. It's not as difficult as you think. And I'm primarily Nogi, too. I just. Don't get me wrong. I, I, gee, I'd love the gee for a long time. I just, uh, I don't know, man. Just, I, I love, I love leg entanglements. I, I love. I think heel hooks bring such a whole different dynamic uh, mm-hmm. to the sport, mm-hmm. and um, so I, I, I you know, I, I like having rules where anything, anything goes. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a massive shift, eh, with the leg locks being introduced. A lot of guys mm-hmm. are swinging into no gee. Um, and preferring that that style of sparring and, co- and competition, uh, I don't know. I, I, I myself, I mean, I really love to roll no gi, but I still, I think I favor the gi, and I think that yeah. switched. I think it was you know fifty fifty, and maybe even a little more no gi for a while there when I was a little younger, and now now that I'm getting older, I'm I don't know, man. I like those thick pajamas, right? <laughs> nice to slow things down once in a while, right? Yeah, it's nice to be able to have my grips, man. I find well, I, right? I get hurt less. So again, too, I, like everything I talk about, though, like I, I'm always speaking on a on a 
with competitors in mind. You know, I would probably do things uh, not a ton different, but I would definitely show a little more. Again, I won't show competitors things that I don't think are more than sixty percent of 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 a you know what I mean of a chance of it working. I don't like low percentage stuff. I exactly. Exactly. Especially when you're dealing with people who's like paycheck and size of their paycheck (laughs) depends on what they do on that decision. So, you know, man, this is why I always kind of thought like I look back at our events. So uh, like, again, like you just said, Jay, you're like, you guys are up in Nova Scotia, like not a fucking clue. No one understands where we are. You know, because yeah, you're way. east of We're me. To keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, right. But like back in the day when we would do these events, like we we had like a lot of really high level athletes come up here. Yeah, and competing like what well, the way I always looked at it was like. It was like pros versus Joes almost. Like we, yeah. we, not that we were the Joes, but it's like you're training here high level. Uh, uh, maybe like at that point, 2015, people were training like maybe once a day, maybe yeah. maybe more. I don't know, but like your room is certainly not like it is. You don't have the sparring, you don't have the looks. No. Like you get to, people are doing it full time in the states and then coming up here, and that's why I always thought it was such a cool experience because you get people like Leon and Amanda who. Or yeah. going and fighting Gabby Garcia, like, and then and Amanda fought and beat uh, John Student, like Charlene, like when she came up here. And those are memories and experiences that you, to test yourself and experience these things against people who are competing on the world level. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing how small the community is, man. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's it's neat. ADCC yeah. was cool, man. Like that was a really cool experience. Like to be that close to. To everybody like that and sit in the coach's chair there man amanda had a really uh really good run there she had a really good match with uh anna uh anna Vieira, uh hadolfo's sister she ended up losing to her in ot but uh, uh yeah man they, they're special I, dude and they're so young man dude mm-hmm. amanda just turned 22 or 21 like dude they're so young <laughs> you know that's the thing what i always say john and i say that a lot to one another because we're both like i'm 40 and john's 46 yeah, 42. So, like you know like <laughs> no. yeah it's been rough according to my wrinkles i'm 78 <laughs> but, but yeah i don't know man like full of botox when you're 40 you're kind of like how come these how come they're doing this like, why are they doing this? And then you realize you're like, oh, when I was 21, I was on cruise ships drunk, like passed out in a hallway. Like, right. doing, like you know, like this is a different <laughs> whole Jared, different world. We're 21. Yeah, good thing no one had phones. I know that much. Oh, it's man. Derek in the hallway again. Oh, you ain't kidding, man. Yeah, really. Yo, these guys, dude, these kids these days, too, man, they got, dude, they're lifting, they're eating right, man. They're, you know, they're, yeah, they want to be. a different thing. Yeah. They want to be the best, man. They want to be athletes. That's what I'm saying, man. Like Nick was, you know, Nick was a, uh, you know, uh, something special. You know, yeah. I think he 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 definitely pushed grappling in a different direction too, or made it think about itself. He sure made it think about itself with its wrestling and aggression. Is he done um, now? Is he gone? No, no, man. He's just uh, he's hard to afford right now. He 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 worked he worked his tail off. He did like sixty matches in like a little over a year. Wow. You know what I mean? So, and he and listen, he's a smart kid. He don't party. He don't do nothing other than use his money to buy steaks. So, <laughs> uh, you know, he 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 was smart with his money, man. And he's uh, he's doing good. Does private lessons. He's up in Manhattan. 
Um, I've been seeing him now because the Studio 84 is a little closer to him, to mm -hmm. where he's at. Uh, so he's been uh, dropping in on Saturdays uh, to train with us again. But, you know, he's just uh, – he he's he's ex he, you know, he's not a cheap guy to get on your card and you know oh, yeah. right now he's right now he's just training and getting better man and uh you know once uh once they can start having fans in the seats again you'll probably see a lot more of them nice yeah, well it's because we use like uh, people i always got a kick out of this man because like i'd be like uh, offering guys like money to pay like when when we were like when we were just kind of like because we were like had we had like a good like six days where we were like really popular and then, yeah. just fucking like, like the, then everybody else was like, "Fuck who are these goofballs up in Canada? We do way better than that." But at one point, like at one point, we were like really, you know, kind of thought we were, I don't know, kind of on the cusp of something great. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh, when, you, when you started the man, it, it was. It was I threw so myself far ahead right of almost everybody else. I mean. Yeah, but what were we talking about? Fuck. You were just talking. Oh, you were just NFL talking about how you were how, when you were, uh, you were starting up and everything. <laughs> oh, were you going to talk about money? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, we yeah. were like, you know, like it went from like, uh, like the transition of like guys and girls competing for nothing to all of a sudden it was like, okay, give me like two, three hundred bucks. Till now it's like, oh no, I need ten grand. It's like. <laughs> I guess I'm out of this game real quick. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I, I guess, I guess we won't be doing any more shows. <laughs> yeah, man. Like Mo Jassim and the crew just like lit it on fire, man, mm -hmm. and, and just took it to a whole different level, which is what you need. And the yeah. guys, Isai and, and Seth and everybody, like that's what you need yeah. to make this sport exciting and professional. And it's really cool to see. Man. Oh, guys, can it. make some money now. It's awesome, yeah. right? Huge. Yeah. Shows are yeah. the shows are fantastic too, man. Absolutely, like being at them is just it, it's really cool. It's really cool, and I, I'm pretty sure I've been to. I think I think I've been to everything. I've been to except up there. I've been to, I haven't been to you. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. This is your first. Now this is your first event with the noop one, right? We just yeah. did our first MMA. Uh, no, 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 for grappling. Yeah, so we basically we're just doing this grappling event to keep our MMA brand going because we're with a commission. We have to do a go through a commission to do MMA. Yeah. So we just kind of hung up the sleeves. John's John did like the longest running uh, and biggest grappling tournament in the Maritimes forever, and then we would do the shows, and then John and I just kind of combined force and like we both wanted to do MMA eventually. That's so awesome. we were just like, "Fuck it, let's do MMA." Dude, MMA is fun, man. Yeah, it's it yeah. Is, but MMA is a lot of fun. Do you like it, do you like promoting it better? I do. I, I never see Derek did the sub series on his own. So now yeah. for me, I did tons of jujitsu tournaments, um, mm -hmm. and that was great. I did that for a long time, but MMA was always more of what I was interested in. Yeah. So then, like yeah. he said, we both got out of doing these tournaments because he also big did big tournaments as well. As, as his pay-per-view shows. So then once we both got out of that, we were just kind of like, hey, let's do MMA. But now with yeah. our whole commission shut down for the year, so we can't do MMA. Oh, all, geez. All they fucking just year. Said, forget They're just it? Like, no, oh, we're not man. Doing MMA so it's not like we're just like, uh, no, we're not doing MMA. Like, we can't. No. Not right now. We're, we're you know, working yeah. on it. Derek's talking to these guys every chance he sees something on Instagram. And, and then, uh, yeah, so we just decided to do this grappling show and end of October, like you said, keep the brand going and 
yeah. some of these athletes a little bit of exposure and do it. Oh, they're can. probably excited, man. They're yeah, more excited to get back on a match. And, and, and exactly. And, and some of the guys on this now are guys that fought for us in February. You know, that's and cool. Fight for us again mm-hmm. next year when we get up and running again. So, But that's how crazy it is. So, like, the commission yeah, doesn't look after grappling. Right? Yeah. So that's like a loophole where they don't look after yeah. grappling. So we it's can a do gray it. area. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, can't get COVID when you grapple. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> We're going to. Bro, practice. I've been around. I've been in some rooms, man. Shoof. Some, yeah, pack rooms, man. Yeah, I've definitely yeah. been in rooms where I thought I was gonna get leprosy. For sure. Yeah, COVID, <laughs> the least of your worries. Yeah. <laughs> like this, dude. No, never do that one time. I don't know. I'm sure this has happened to you guys as well. But one time I was getting there rolling, and this guy was on top of me. Like I'm not, I'm not a like I don't mind sweating like real good hard rounds and everyone's sweating and shit. Just whatever. But sometimes when it's like a newer person and you're there and like my go-to always with a newer person is I'll like sit in, in uh half guard. I'll just sit in half mm-hmm. guard in bottom half guard and let them kind of do whatever. And I made the mistake. This guy, he was sweating like crazy. Anyway, he fucking sweated right in my mouth. I immediately stopped the roll. I got up. I was like, oh, man, that's bad. And nothing happened <sighs> other than like all my lag hair on my right side fell out. Oh, that's bad, dude. Shit happens. I right? feel in, for in, you, man. You're training. Like weird stuff happens. We all know this. But obviously, yeah. that never happened to you guys, I guess. So. <laughs> Not, well, thank God. God. Not like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's gross. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's but man, I, I'll tell you, uh, uh, MMA, dude. I had I I've commentated probably about maybe fifteen MMA events, amateur MMA events, dude. I'll tell you, I, uh, I'm not as into the striking. Like I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. Like head kick knockouts, stuff like that. I just absolutely love. Um, mm-hmm. But I just my uh, commentary style is just uh, ex- describing what's happening anyway. So it's not like I'm trying to say what he should be doing or she should be doing or anything like that. Um, but uh, I, I really enjoy uh, commentating MMA, and I got to call a one-punch, two one-punch knockouts. And like I said, I've only done like 15 events for MMA, maybe a little more than that. But one to start a show and one to end a show, both one-shot knockout right to the middle of the ring, straight right. The other one was a straight left, dude, just zombied him right in the middle of the mat. What promotion? Uh, I One was the, the one the one that was on the last punch or uh, on, on the last uh, uh, fight of the card. It was the main event. It was a one-punch knockout was uh, – oh, come on. It was called Dead Serious uh, MMA. Or no, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, Asylum. Asylum MMA. And then Dead Serious is the other one that I commentate for now. Um, I just do the amateur stuff, but uh, I, I, I do enjoy it. Way less prep work for jiu-jitsu. Like jiu-jitsu, I go – crazy with the prep work for the well, black belt matches but, fight to win and stuff yeah. like god commentating those events like man there's like 700 matches it's crazy yeah so now i've done i've gone up to boston and connecticut for fight to win so i've done boston connecticut new york jersey philly maryland for fight to win Good for like you, maybe man. maybe 17 to 20 events or so Team but 
because it's all in like my general area, like the Northeast area, dude, I pretty much know all the local guys. Cause yeah. I've been going to tournaments since I was a blue belt. Like I've been going to tournaments around here since 2009. So like, right. I, I pretty much, you know, know the majority of people, but for the black belts, I like to get into detail of their records and submission or, you know, the finish percentage and stuff like yeah. that. Well, it's important. I mean, commentating is not easy. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, we had Jimmy Smith up for our. So, oh, man. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. He can't, he fucking never responded to our messages uh, again, though, because he hates, yeah. his, he hates Canada after that. <laughs> Why? Like, yeah. The weather shut him down in Montreal. Weather, for, yeah. What was it, one night? Uh, oh, it was brutal. <laughs> yeah. he definitely Dude, that's, a, that's great, though, man. He, that's he awesome, awesome for your competitors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean to have Jimmy Smith calling him? It's incredible. Yeah. Like world yeah, class. He did a great job. It yeah. was awesome. You know, but like we'd have well, it'd be nice to get you up here sometime. Mm-hmm. Dude, like absolutely, man. Yeah, man. We're close. Absolutely, I'd come up there. Well, yeah. it's not too too far for sure. Like how uh, uh dude, I go. I did dude last year I did like Texas three times, uh California a couple times. I fly all over for jujitsu, man. Nice. I well, go well, where you know what I mean. Let's figure it out. It's fun. Yeah. What uh do you ever uh how's Mr. DeBlas doing? He's good, man. So so technically, so the school I teach at South Jersey uh, teach the six aims at where I got belted at, uh South Jersey Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is a Ricardo Almeida black belt, Steve Bongiorno. Now his oh, teammate yeah, Tom is Tom DeBlas. Yeah, his teammate's Tom DeBlas which is Ricardo's black belt hip Tom and my instructor came up together. So now the other school that I'm teaching at studio 84 is the Tom, the blast affiliate. So I'm affiliated with, with both associations now. Uh, he's good, man. He's, 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 you know, he's, he's doing tall. his thing, man. He kills it on a, he kills it with social media, man. Like as an influencer. Oh, for him. Yeah. 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 He does. He does well, man. He's got some tough competitors out there too. Same thing though, man. Not like he. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's black belts, Gary Tonin and those guys. But um, Cal, he's got a couple tough guys over there. Calvin Tracy, uh, and he had a couple of the fight to win people move out there. Jaden Mueller, and uh, uh, another little guy. I can't remember his name. Little twenty five pounder, thirty five pounder, tough little kid. Cameron Mella, I think his name is. But uh, yeah, he's doing his thing, man. Dude, we're strong in Jersey, man. Jersey's got some some tough, tough rooms, man. Some tough jujitsu. It's no question. Yeah, yeah. and we're getting the trials, man. Dude, I'm so happy that we we we've been getting the trials, man. This is the the third time, at least. The last, you know, the last two were here, and this will be the third time getting the trials here, man. And I got, you know, dude, I got, a, I got another guy that's another blue belt man. That I don't know, man. I got got a good feeling. <laughs> nice, that's these awesome. Big guys, man. I'm telling you, these big guys teach them leg locks, teach them to to get to the back. They're hard to deal with, man. They're really hard to deal with when they're agile and they can yeah. move. Terrifying, in fact. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I call it. Fucking yeah. terrifying. Really is it? They're blue belts, man. You know, training like three years. Yeah. It's crazy. That man, I have a lot of trouble with those. Like, like I'm about one eighty. Like I'm mm-hmm. about my weight, one anywhere between like one seventy six and one eighty one, something usually. And I have trouble with around anything over two oh five, two ten. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like I can't, I can't match. What you, what you got, it really does make a difference. And 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 then yeah. when you take someone who's that big. 
and so athletic. It's like, no, a, that's, like a, that's a lot to deal with, man. Oh, the speed thing, the speed thing is just, uh, it's hard. It's extremely hard to deal with, man. And that's what I mean. Then when you start teaching somebody who's not only 215 pounds and athletic, now you start teaching them incredibly effective, efficient, and painful ways to pass the guard. And, you know, dude, when we get to the back, like our focus isn't even to get to like the strangulation. Like I have them turning the chin so that we're focusing on the, you know, the, the jaw manipulation, the skull moving away from the jaw, like finishing that way from rear naked chokes, like just trying to make it as painful for the person on bottom as possible. Um, so yeah, when you, when you have to deal with that on top of it. Well, everyone but, just uh, went silent. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm not rolling with Jay. Yeah. And, um, let's just go light, Jay. Well, there goes my competition <laughs> career. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Very good. Very Tom, good. Tom came up to, I'll tell you, man, the Gordon. So, Gordon, I met Gordon when we did a show back. Tom was the main event for us. In Toronto, mm-hmm. there's a show we did in Toronto. Is Joel Cease? Do Joel Cease? That's right. That's right. Yeah, Joel Cease. Yeah. I don't know. I watch that. way too much jujitsu, dude. I watch so much jujitsu. <laughs> I don't know where that went. I lost the footage. We lost it. I don't know what happened. Oh, oh you're yeah. kidding! We lost that whole event. We we had a lot of issues with that event, and uh, ah. But yeah, we had streaming issues. We were, didn't know what the fuck. We went up with three people to, to this huge event. Cost me like twenty thousand dollars. I had no clue what I was doing. I had no yeah. idea what I was doing. Not a clue. Like five yeah. blue belt, maybe. Like, hey, Tom. <laughs> like, Joel sees. Hey, I'm Cat. Nice to meet. Like, we sat in the lobby. I'll never forget it. Myself and Dan Vanderland, the who was the commentator that came out. We sat in the lobby with Tom and. Gordon Ryan, who at the time was like skinny as a rake, and I think yeah, he was man. 16 maybe at the time or something. We sat there till like four in the morning, and these guys were over in the corner, all drunk and like being all hooligans and like talking shit. And and uh, and right away it was like just they were kind of like, oh, don't worry about those guys. And I, like I felt super confident. I was like, oh, they'll fuck, they'll fuck them up, right? Like yep. now here, look at him now. Like he's just right. good, like a bad bad Dude. man. It's crazy how this area, like the area that I live in, within, I'm going to say like a 40-mile radius, you're talking DeBlas, Gordon, Gary, Nikki Rod, Nikki yeah. Ryan, uh, all are from like 40 minutes. You know what I mean? Like for that kind of concentrated talent, that shows you that the instruction has something oh, yeah, to do with absolutely. it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But – I'll tell you that those guys, their work ethic, most people couldn't even do it for a week, let mm-hmm. alone, you know what I mean? Do it for a week, let alone to do it for years. Man, mm-hmm. I've been commentating, Gordon, I've commentated Gordon's like first uh, uh, super fights, a lot of Gary Tonin's first super fights. I've been watching Gordon since he was a blue belt, Gary since he was a blue belt, like in the gi watching them do matches. So Eddie Cummings, all his original stuff started those PGLs. Um, yeah, man, Nikki watching Ryan. those guys come up. We got that? Ryan's first super fight. Did, did you really? Who did he go against there? Some eighteen uh, year old kid, probably back then. Uh, Nikki was fifteen at the time, and and no, he was like Danny. 
I'll send you the video. It's on our Facebook, actually, on our Facebook. Yeah. Uh, it's still there. He was like 28 or 29, Danny, at the time. He came in like a full warrior suit and shit, and then Nikki tapped him in like 30 seconds. Nikki heel hooked him, dude. <laughs> Nikki's so good, man. Nikki's so good. Yeah, he dude, is. he's still so young, man. Now he's getting big. Yo, and here's the thing. Dude, they, they got a regiment over there, man. And you got him, you know, living with Gordon, him, Ethan. Dude, they're just lifting every day, training it constantly. It's going to be big. tough, man. They're just – did you get to watch uh, the, his match at Ramos? I didn't watch it yet, no. Yeah, Dave, it was just – Davey Hamels? No, he went against uh, – no, Friday night – or was it Friday night? Who's oh, number who's one number on Friday one? night? He went against uh, Tony Ramos, the wrestler. Oh, shit. You beat him? Yeah, submitted him in 22 seconds. And again, it's step. It, you step into, you know, Nikki sits and you step into his, his yeah. guard. I, I At that moment, when Ramos stepped his foot into the guard, it was checkmate. Yeah. You weren't getting that back. You needed to stay outside, wrestle him, throw his foot in there. You needed to stall a little bit. That's what you needed to do. Did you not watch <laughs> any tape of Nikki Ramos? Ah, you know what? I'll tell you this. He could have just been so confident that he, he had a guard pass that was going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but did he not like it's like like there's another guy who's like Jersey guys like uh, Richie Savage. Uh, what's his name? And oh he, yeah, like, he's a, he's like, tough as hell, man. He trains with that crew, man. Oh, yeah, Pat Downey. All tough, all tough yeah. guys. I, you know what? I got to call the Downey. Uh, I called the Downey Gordon match. I called their wrestling match, and I got to commentate their. Uh, Jiu-jitsu match and their wrestling match in the same night. Oh, nice. You I got to that. do the commentary yeah. for that. Yeah, Did yeah. That, that was that pretty time? cool. No. Jolly. Gordon went against Downey. You're not going to believe what happened. The wrestler won the wrestling match, and the jiu-jitsu guy won the jiu-jitsu match. Yeah. What? <laughs> You're yeah. not going to believe it. <laughs> it's cool. yeah. just yeah. such a different sport, man. But I'll tell you, these wrestlers. We were talking about, man. Yeah. But I'll tell you, if these wrestlers – Hooked up with a team who focused them on how to score and how to protect their legs. Oh, God, yeah. it would be dangerous. Yeah. It would be dangerous. You know, yeah. if they got the drive, yeah. like I rolled with man. a division one guy down at uh, Ryan Hall's gym a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And he was the same size as me. And I was a brown belt and he was a white belt. And I got him in my guard and me trying to sweep him with his hip stability and his ability to regain his base. We just were checkmated. He couldn't pass, yeah. and I couldn't sweep. But it was brown belt and white belt with D1 wrestling. And his yep. base and his reflexes were ridiculous. Yeah. Just Blue belt, exactly. he would have passed me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Let us do it, eh? Well, it really is, man. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't want to cut us off here, but I guess we've reached our uh, – hour mark we're very close to our hour mark but i want to thank you so much jay for joining us the, the first time but this won't be the last man hopefully oh, dude, awesome talk. dude anytime you want man i can talk for hours a wealth of knowledge <laughs> you know it's uh that's the thing you know it's it's nice because we a lot of times in this podcast it's it's up and coming athletes or we're trying to focus on local kids or whatever we you know so it's nice that when we can get people on with lots of knowledge and that mm -hmm. like like passing the knowledge too, man. So yeah, and anytime yeah. you want to, you know, if anytime you want to commentate or whatever, maybe uh, we can get you uh, uh, doing something for this upcoming grappling event on the side if you're interested. Do something. Absolutely, man. I'm always from available, home. man. Yeah, I'm always available, man. That would be dope. That would be cool. That's cool. Maybe we'll figure something yeah. out. All right, cool, buddy. Well, any uh, any shout outs you want to give before we let you go? Uh, uh, South Jersey BJJ in Studio 84. 
that's uh, come check us out, man. We're in Jersey. Uh, I guarantee you, excellent, uh, excellent training out there, man. No question. Oh, and uh, uh, what else I got? Uh, uh, trying to think of who's got something coming up. You must have a beard sponsor. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, no, I think that's it. Danielle Kelly, man, one of the girls that uh, one of the girls I help uh, uh, manage. She's got a match coming up against uh, Roxy in uh, Submission Hunter, Submission Hunter Pro, and that's for the title. That's a big one coming up. Nicky Rod, man, check out his Nicky Rod All Access. That's pretty cool. You got to see his podcast. Pretty funny. He's got some. Uh, he has some fun on there. I bet. But, uh, I bet. Yeah. What, what a life. Yeah, keep I an bet. eye out for Amanda, too. If you're in Philly, Amanda Levy, Levy BJJ, check out her school. She's going to be on the MMA scene uh, heavy coming soon, too. Nice. Cool, man. Awesome. Um, all, all great people and uh, fantastic athletes. You raise them well, my friend. Thank you for what you've done for the <laughs> jiu-jitsu community, and uh, thanks, thanks for all the, yeah, the you advice too, you've given over the years, man. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you guys having me on, man. And, and would love to be back, man. Till next time. Absolutely. Take care, man. All right. Jig, Regabuto. Uh, I might have murdered it on the way out. I might have murdered it. I don't it think you did, out. man. I got I nervous. I got nervous. It's phonetic. <laughs> yeah. That was a great episode. What a great guy, eh? I love his approach, man. He's very analytical. It just very makes a ton of sense, you know? So smart. And it's yeah. interesting because, like, for me, it's like, you know, you've talked to these people for years, literally, literally like years, you know, through social media or whatever and through ideas back and forth or got advice or head athletes or whatever. And it's really cool to actually kind of finally sit down and have like a real candid conversation mm -hmm. with somebody, you know. I learn so much on these podcasts Absolutely. all the time. You know? yeah. like it's, it's fantastic. Hope we'll have to, I'd love to have him up here for an event at some point. He'd kill it. He can talk. He certainly would kill yeah. it. I think so too. Yeah, he might. He, he, he'd be better. He's not like Jimmy in Miami. He'd, he'd be all right. He's in Jersey, so he'd be like, "Ah, oh, fuck him." Winter, yeah. He'd get winter. He's not. So yeah. shout out to Jimmy Smith. We love you, man. Sorry for putting you through that. I hope you're safe down in the beautiful Miami weather. Not that we're jealous mm -hmm. or anything, but it's still yeah. nice up here. Oh, anyway, man. folks, our uh, our pay per view is now available for pre order at FightLeagueAtlantic.com. Uh, pay per view <laughs> October twenty fourth. Yes, uh, sixteen giant absolute weight class men competing in one cage or octagon. Yeah, yeah. Plus, plus a bunch of other matches. Other men at other weights <laughs> competing. Yeah. No, it's gonna be sweet, man. I mean, having sure, the cage right. and all that to contend with. That's a good radio ad. We should put up. 16 yeah, shirtless men competing in a cage. Yeah, I'll send it to K-Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Hosted by... <laughs> I was going to say something bad. I'm glad I stopped myself. And uh, that, folks, is it. Yeah, anyway, folks, get out there and buy that pay-per-view. Like I said, it's available for pre-order. All pre-orders going in uh, to a contest for a nice little swag bag. Uh, from Fight League Atlantic. Uh, get out there, Fight League Atlantic is all our shop. Subscribe, like, share, whatever you can do, and uh, keep supporting. It's appreciated, and uh, John and I are working hard to bring you good content and good events. Hell yeah. Okay, Thank buddy. Thank you, everybody, for the support. All right, man. Derek, we'll be back uh, you, tomorrow night, I think. I don't know what, but day's today, Monday. Today I'm in quarantine, Monday. day seven. John said to me tonight, he said, he said, oh, yeah, you're quarantined. You must be, you know, you're off yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, right? <laughs> I have another week of quarantine left. Yeah. So no, I'm not out tomorrow, but next week. Anyway, um yeah. it is what it is.
Life can be worse. Pictures of the outdoors. Yeah, please do. Please do. <laughs> what are those animals you speak of? Yeah, the leaves will all be gone by the time mm-hmm. you get back out. Yeah, <laughs> winter's here. <laughs> Is the event over yet, John? Yeah, everything's over. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks again, John. See you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Later. We are out of here. <laughs>